0: Hey guys, SpideyG09 here, and I hope you're having a marvelous day. We have an incredible round table discussion of Marvel Cards Baby with uh, many of the Marvel card YouTube YouTube content creators around. And uh, this is gonna be a ton of fun. Glad you all are joining us. And look, we've got 10, 11, 12 different uh, YouTube uh, content creators here. So it's gonna be a lot of people uh, to hear from. And I'm gonna moderate that time, gonna ask questions. We're gonna be paying attention to your questions as well. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot to learn about and hear about what's going on right now in this hobby. There's been quite a few changes. So let's get the content creators on. And here they are. Look at them. <laughs> yeah, looking good. Looking good, guys. How's it going? So uh, we've got, I'll just go through real quick. we got Sketch Card Hive, the one and only, the professor, as I like to call him. We've got Gigi Man Cards, our kind of market man who gives us the latest in Marvel card sales and transactions. We got the one and only Brian, the amazing spider guy, who put together one of the most amazing PMG sets you have ever seen. We got Joshua with Marvel Madness, and he's a YouTube content creator and really supports the community really well. We got the breaker of Marvel cards, guys. We've got Cards of Metal, Ian Fisher, who also really kind of got this. uh, pmg craze going with uh with his uh sales of his spider-mans we got the magician merle uh welcome here uh to us i got to meet him for the first time in dallas recently which was really cool we got swami swami i don't think you're new to marvel cards but you moved from marvel cards to from pokemon right
1: yeah yeah i've been collecting marvel since mid 2020 after pokemon blew up kind of now you're
0: an og now because compared to a lot of us (laughs) no it's good and then probably doesn't need an introduction we got neo from uh uh, neo cards and comics super awesome to have him here uh just what he does for marvel cards is great and then we got bill watch me open uh his channel it's a lot of great marvel card content and then i'm gonna add in a couple of others here we've got in the stream we've got kent marvel guy 239 And we also have Mr. Daniel Dunn here from Valor Comics. Uh, He is actually really brand new to Marvel Cards, and I wanted to bring him in as kind of that new perspective and hear from him. So we got quite a few content creators here. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. We've got tons of people in the comments already. And like I said, guys, we will get to your comments later. I really wanted to open up with just a uh, kind of a, a question for you guys. You know, we've seen changes in Marvel cards uh, quite a bit, and uh, but there's been some recent changes. And it's not it doesn't seem so much sell driven as it seems like maybe how many people are coming into the hobby within the last couple of weeks. So my first question, I'm going to just throw here to Mr. Sketch Card. Have you seen a shift or a change in the hobby recently? Is that something you're feeling as well?
2: You're muted. You're muted.
3: <laughs> there's been no, so i
2: tried desperately not to interrupt anybody else because um, i talk forever so now there's been uh, there's been an amazing amount of changes in marvel cards and i think i think another wave's coming um recently so many things have changed with collections moving to different hands price points uh the audience is just getting bigger and bigger on marvel so yes i think i think we're about to hit another really big wave on marvel cards
0: Yeah. So Brian, oh, sorry, Gigi. Yeah. So Brian, you've been been in this for quite a bit as well. Have you seen a change recently?
4: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's kind of echoing the the same points as sketch that we have an influx of new buyers, new collectors, investors. You've got a new class, I guess you could say, um, you know, of people coming in and doing something different to the hobby. So that's, I'm, I'm with you. It's gonna, it's gonna jump up again, and we're all gonna be, I think, in for a bit of a surprise.
0: Yeah. So, Ginger, you did you,
5: get, you were gonna say something? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I forgot the uh, format. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, actually, I think Dallas. Uh, and again, you've repped really well, uh, Spidey. Uh, I've seen a real impact personally on prices. Obviously, a lot of DMs in Instagram and Facebook groups. You've seen <laughs> like sales. Uh But this is again, as Sketch said, early.
0: Early. So Merle, you were in Dallas. Yes, mentioned it. Have you, have you really felt a change since Dallas? Is that a kind of a, a mile marker for you?
6: Oh, oh, big time because um, Dan, the great curator, as you all know, I uh, set up a lot of times with him. Um, and that was my first Dallas show. And Dan said, you know, Merlin, you're going to love this show." And bring all your weird stuff, dude. Bring your oddball stuff. (laughs) Bring your non-sports. Bring your Marvel. Bring your Star Wars. Bring your wrestling. You know, don't bring any sports. And I brought a few sports, and it got all overlooked. The Marvel was a huge hit on Dan and my table both. They were just... And I just, not just the PMGs, because Dan, you know, had his eye on the PMGs. He was the huge hit with the PMGs. But I had a lot of just everything across the table, you know, graded uh, Marvel cards, modern and vintage. So a lot of the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s stuff was a huge hit.
0: Very cool. So, Neo, I think you have probably the most unique perspective from a content creating standpoint is, uh, specifically because of how long and how big your channel has been which, you know, was primarily sports-focused, if I recall, and then started having some shifts into comics, comic cards in the early 2021s, maybe late 2020s. What what changes are you seeing of late in Marvel cards?
7: It seems like, I, I agree, Dallas uh, is a big jump to the market. I think the recent golden auctions pre-Dallas, like Prime the Pump, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, we had what was it two golden auctions in a row where there was massive sale, like whole sets sold individual Spider-Man sold for massive amounts. So we saw the initial wave back in early 2021 with 90 MU and, you know, the whole market got a little bit of a hit from that, but it seems like it's kind of leveled up to the next level with the rise of the PMG's. Uh, the last month or two with those two golden auctions, but now you're seeing it jump to everything else. You know, like a lot of other stuff the last 30 days has started to really spike in price. Before it was it went from 90 mu to PMGs to now it's basically like anything that has a number on the back, I'm just instantly PS, buying it right. the second it pops PSP up too. on eBay is what a lot of people are doing right now, I think.
0: So, Nia, you mentioned you know the way you're buying Marvel cards. I'm gonna throw this to Bill. At Watch me open. So, Bill, have you seen a change in just um, the 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 speed of which cards are being sold, or in the way in which people are approaching selling Marvel cards? Kind of the thought process behind process behind it.
8: Uh, absolutely. And so, from my perspective, as someone who opens a lot of boxes, sometimes foolishly, uh, I I have a a. a I have to, to always watch what the, the sealed prices are because that's that's the meat and potatoes of my channel. And you can see the the jump in prices of sealed product in, in in the last four months is is ridiculous. And so obviously there's there's two reasons for that. You're always gonna expect that sealed product is gonna become more expensive as time goes on because people are gonna realize that more of it's been opened, so there's less of it sealed. But there's an but the, the jump that we've seen the last four months isn't just that. It's an added, you know, there's a premium on those prices for the popularity and, and for this little boom that we're, we're seeing right now where we you know, like over the summer, uh, 2020, 2018 masterpieces, $400 a box. Now it's $700 a box. Right. We're talking about like six months yeah. and that's an insane.
0: So, so Ian, you do a lot of, box breaks where you do where you you invite people in to buy into breaks you know on instagram and on your whatnot channel what right. changes have you seen Could you've been doing that since what uh maybe august last year september is that right
9: uh i started back in july
0: july and then how yeah. has it changed since july which, which really isn't that long ago in the scheme of things but it feels like a little <laughs> while in marvel cars right now
9: yeah it just depends on what's going on like uh the Spider-Man metal has really changed the way people are are buying, and what they're looking for. So a lot of people hold off, then they push back, and then people buy in. Christmas happens, so everybody's not buying. So it's it's been a little bit different. This like last couple months has been a big change in the way people are buying their cards.
0: Yeah, because the, the inventory that they were looking for was Spider-Man metal, and yeah. then now that's not there. What about uptick in attendance to
9: the in those things? Um, it's been kind of off back and forth it just depends mm-hmm. depends on the day got gotcha. you got gotcha. you
0: so joshua madness uh as a content creator have you seen a shift in just the way content Marvel car content is being consumed
10: yeah i mean it i guess what i've seen out there for you know everyone like you spidey and all that stuff you know, you're talking about what's, what's the next PMG? You know, what's what's the next card out there? You know, and you're talking to the Battle Gems, but there's the Royal Foils. There's just a lot of cards out there, as Sketch Card Hive even said before with the 90 MU. I mean, we had a comment that asked 1990 Marvel Universe box sealed is selling for 1K ish. How lucky will it go to 10K or 100K? It's never going to hit that. This is 90 MU. Um, it's probably going to stay around the same price people just don't know about the cards out there right now I mean I got this these two cards right here these uh preserved amber right mm-hmm. we've seen we've seen some of these some of these cards just recently go for quite a bit this is a one of seven one of 175 and this is one of two of two of 15. So it's, it's, there are bigger cards out there that, you know, there's only five of one of them, you know, so just in the flare ultra Spider-Man and all that stuff, I've seen the content shift from, it seems like, Oh, there's these cool cards out here and all that stuff to more, Hey, these cards are actually selling for this and there's just going with the market, you know, I guess, but yeah, I've enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So um, Kent, speaking of the change, you have a, sports card background correct yep and then you you've made you didn't make a shift in the marble cards you went all in you got you got marble cards baby you know written across your forehead right now and uh and you created your brand and your channel uh and obviously what you're uh, uh collecting so tell me about that change in the way you see kind of sports card guys specifically moving into marble cards
11: Well, it's funny, you know, today I did uh, a local show. I actually set up for the first time. Um, It's just a small show up in North Fort Myers. It's probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 tables max at a bingo hall. It's just funny, right? But I was, of course, I mean, I was, of course, the only person with any Marvel stuff. There was one other guy that had a couple in HGA slabs that was just, you know, he was doing it kind of for fun. But, um the biggest conversation that i really had with all these sports people was about pop reports and the amount of uh, the amount of different cards that people are chasing or after or you know in the sports side of things when there aren't that many as far as marvel stuff goes even though we know there's more than they know of because everybody's just after the pmg right so Once I started explaining to people, I mean, I just had some planet metal stuff out there because I try to bring stuff other than PMG's I only had three PMG's in my case. I try to bring some lower end stuff together people You know looking at stuff that hey, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on a card to get into Marvel And even just pointing out a copper Wolverine planet metal or storm. It's numbered out of 85 You know and and when they're talking and I had a Patrick Mahomes PSA 10, it's worth 2500 bucks There's 500 of those (laughs) so it's just it's just a different mindset um once people on it the, the biggest thing is they don't really see that there's value yet in it i mean it's starting to get there and we know you know a lot of people that have seen the value and are spending the money but once it becomes more mainstream of oh these really are valuable and they're numbered and they're limited and they're beautiful that's when i think it really kind of takes off
0: yeah, and you you have a great perspective coming back coming from that sports card background and seeing what's special and rare in Marvel cards. So, Sammy, that sw- Swami, sorry, Swami, <laughs> Swami, that brings me to you. So, you have a you have a Pokemon background, and you you mentioned backstage you, or earlier on that you you know been in the Marvel cards for uh, almost two years now. What has been the main attraction, say, in comparison to Pokemon, in the Marvel cards, as shifting in your collection?
1: It's uh scarcity. So there's scarcity all over Marvel. It's crazy. You know, I was reading some of these comments. I was upset this weekend missing out on emeralds. Scarlet Witch Emerald for thirty bucks. I think I picked up a Magneto Emerald for thirty bucks Rittenhouse, and it's just like this the scarcity is just out of this world. You can go to first edition base set pops and they blow marvel out of the water now maybe <laughs> not with the tens but the nines just blow marvel out of the water but even you start to learn about sets and non-numbered cards are scarce i mean yeah. <clears throat> like these modern sets they have so many inserts it turns <laughs> out eh, well there's only 140 of that insert anyway might not be numbered but it's just so much fun i mean i i was searching you know, Rittenhouse stuff, those emeralds, those rubies. Rubies popped up yesterday, Wolverine, Iron Man. I was upset that I missed the auction. I just was <laughs> airheading it and missed the final. It's just like I hadn't even seen those in a year and a half of searching Rittenhouse Ruby. You know, and uh it's almost like the PMGs and the prices there are getting Marvel old school collectors to kinda piece out their collection and no one's ready to pick it up. It's, it's just going way low on so many things for how scarce they are. And rare it is. It's just, it's wild. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I, I swear eBay hides stuff for me. Like I'm, somebody, <laughs> I watched Ginji's market update and something sells. I'm like, I swear I searched for that. I never saw it. So, so, Hey uh, Spidey
11: real quick. I want to I want to say something. I've yeah. watched Gingy's videos, and saw one time his search criteria and I copied it. <laughs> good,
0: good point.
8: That's a smart
9: man.
0: Well, I want to go to uh, Daniel Dunn with Valor because um, Daniel's new to collecting. And so Daniel, how long would you say you've been collecting Marvel cards now? A month. A month? But you've oh, been yeah. collecting comic books for what?
3: Your, your lifetime? Oh, t- 10 years. Yeah. And being an avid and serious collector of comic books, 10 years.
0: You got some good ones behind you, too. So so I really want your perspective on this. We're in the theme of change. Like, what changed in your mindset as a comic book collector, like all-in comic book collector, and say, you know what? I actually want to liquidate some of these books and get into Marvel cards.
3: Well, on the same topic that's been talked about is scarcity. You know, when it comes to a comic book, let me grab one right by me, for example. So here you have... Fantastic 448, first appearance of Silver Surfer and Galactus, mm-hmm. right? It's great, a great key issue book to have. But that's all there is to it. It's a key issue that's expensive. There's not any kind of scarcity to it. You have it, you have it. But then, say, if you start looking into things like the 13 Fleer Metals, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, PM, the, the Galactus, it was the red PMG that I was looking at this morning which costs almost equivalent to that graded book. But there's only a hundred of those versus how many thousands there are of that comic.
0: No, it's an excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, So, so Neo, you, you collect sports cards, comics, and obviously um, have some Marvel card collections. So what would you say is the, the main attraction of Marvel cards that is missing in those other, um, hobbies whether sports cards and
7: or comics or is there anything missing um i think it's some of the same overlaps i mean you see that people talked about the scarcity side a lot i think it's just i think a lot of people coming in from the sports card side specifically are viewing it as or at least a portion of it and just a portion of people coming in in general are it's the next market that kind of hasn't fully developed yet so there's Mm -hmm. money to be made to be quite frank um you know think of it like from the sports card side we've seen the same thing with like f1 F1 cards really blew up and got super expensive over the last six to eight months because it's very similar to Marvel in that the market is very small and contained. There's a very passionate group behind it and the print runs are very small. There's not a lot of the cards out there. I mean, F1's a a very emerging market, but it's kind of very similar. People were very questioning of it because they're like, it's F1. No one's taking this stuff seriously. But when you have a small group, if you have enough people there for demand to outweigh supply that's all that it takes so you know that's a very key we talk about population counts and rarity a lot but you also have to factor in the demand side if the demand's not there then if it's a pop two doesn't matter you know what i mean it'll swing back the other way and it'll swing back quick
0: yeah, so um, we, we've seen a shift in demand. We, we kind of opened up the show with the fact that we have a, a growing population of Marvel cards. And Sketch, that's going to bring me back to you. So you, you've been collecting Marvel cards for upwards to 10 years. Do you, Tell me what you think is are the elements that are in play right now for Marvel cards that's going to create longevity in the hobby.
2: Honestly, what's happening now that's going to make longevity in the hobby for a lot of people is the discovery phase right now there are these big ticket items that everyone's running for. And and pretty much this was said by a lot of other people. I think what's going to be really exciting is when people see that rarity existing in 90s cards. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what's going to change a lot of perspectives on, oh, it was overprinted. I think perspectives were changed when it went to grading. I think people are now looking at numbered cards as well. And I think when people start messing around with probably the two hottest words in the hobby right now, and I'm sorry if I'm Ruining mm-hmm. anybody's day to buy things up. I'm so sorry. EPAC achievements. Yeah. Um, when people get into that level of the hobby and they start really what the chases mm-hmm. and what the the patterns are for Marvel cards, the audience is going to grow a little more organically when there's more product. And we've always talked about this, Spidey, and I've had this conversation with many of you. There's just not a lot out there, so I think demand will be will be intensified for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I agree. And education is the key, right? And that's,
0: that's one of these. I wanted to do this roundtable with content creators because really you're Marvel card educators, right? Uh, you're bringing about passion and excitement, but you're also bringing about education about what makes up these sets and these cards and what makes them special. Uh, so I want to go to Brian, the amazing spider guy. So uh, Brian, you've made it publicly known. You have uh, some cards or a card going to Golden Auction or at Golden Auction, is that correct?
4: Uh yeah I, I could definitely use the plug right now appreciate it uh yeah. <laughs> i'll be your wingman yeah yeah thank you um <laughs> yeah i've got uh my my 2017 PM red pmg and blue pmg sets at golden right now uh the green set i'm i'm holding i'm keeping that uh, on the sidelines until things change but yeah it, i'm looking until at you want to
0: buy a house i'm just
4: kidding Pl- plural <laughs>
2: Plural. Plural. <laughs> I was gonna say Not certain island. Best quote of the stream somewhere. <laughs>
8: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's well after the Lamborghinis, guys. Come on. Uh, yeah. So
0: no, keep <laughs> going, please. Keep going.
4: <clears throat> uh, uh, keep me on track, Justin. That uh, it's. What was the question again? Well, so you have
0: cards at Golden. I wanted you to describe a little more detail on what what those are. You said you said red and blues, but give us a little more detail.
4: Right, uh, red and blue, full PSA graded sets. Uh,
0: of what year being called. Twenty
4: seventeen.
0: Yeah, I know what you have, but not everybody else.
4: <laughs> right. And the and I was I was a little, dare I say, irked at Golden. They actually didn't have the picture of Blue Spider-Man in with the rest. And I messaged them after launch and I was like, someone else, I might have been someone here, put it up in the comments. Like, hey, Blue Spidey is not in the lot, but they say it's a complete lot, what's going on? And I jump in and I was like, Oh shit, yeah, they they didn't put it in there. I'm like, how do you how do you not have Spider-Man in with this? i i messaged them real quick and they're oh yeah we'll fix that it took about four days but yeah they got it up there um i'm actually really proud and maybe here in the in the crowd they can correct me if i'm wrong my uh uh, mm50 blue miles came in at a psa 9. is that the highest on the pop because i think the eight just went for like 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't i don't know if anyone has access to that i'd be really curious to see where that landed Um, I had some pretty key nines in that, in that set, no tens, sorry.
0: No, that's the nines are special and PMGs. And I'm really actually kind of glad you shifted the conversation, uh, to, to PMGs. And I think, I think for some reason we kind of dance around PMGs a little bit, you know, like the card who must not be named, you know, kind of (laughs) thing, but, uh, but PMGs are special and, you know, just about everybody here on the stream has a PMG or owns a PMG, right? Or. Some of us have owned really special PMGs like Ian at Cards and Metal. Um, so I don't think I'm just going to get my answer to my own question here for a second. I don't think yeah, PMGs are a flash in a pan, uh, but there is some question about what is the future of PMGs. And that's really kind of that's really what I want to ask you guys. So like, based on where they are today, what do you think the future of that card is specifically for Marvel PMGs? And Gigi Man, you're a market guy, so I'm going to toss it up to you first.
5: Yeah so the, the the market in general is extremely volatile while we're in this kind of discovery phase right we all, mm-hmm. we all know that um, but yeah pmg's long term they're going to hold some value and i got this question today someone on instagram like <laughs> i can't tell if it's going to go up or down like I, I don't know the market's the market right mm-hmm. but they're definitely going to hold a good amount of value that's that's the best answer i can give you at this time i think
0: so, Ian, uh, as someone who's been a part of the PMG story from the very beginning for Marvel, um, what would you say is going to be the, the special PMGs into the future in terms of the sets or the colors or the numbering, the characters, whatever you want to focus on?
9: All of them. I think all of them are, even, even 20, 20 X-Men. Wow. Key characters, though. I think, I think that they eventually will all have their light, I think they all it's just a matter of time because right now i mean everybody's focused on 2013 2015
6: mm-hmm.
9: slowly shifting into 17 with uh, the amazing spidey guy obviously and even the you're looking at the battle specter gems right now yeah. right everybody knows those are pmgs that's just what they are they just have a different name so Um, You look at those, and then 2020 X-Men, I think they're just like what they were back in the old days. They're selling for under $20, selling for $20, $25, not paying very much attention. But the scarcity is still there, regardless.
0: Mm -hmm. You're saying we're repeating history?
9: Yeah. (laughs) Well, the difference between these, these are a little bit different because they don't have blues. Right. We don't have bronze. We've got 90 reds, we've got 10 greens even though we have a bigger run of them, we have 200 of each one, right? So that's Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, some characters won't hold as much weight, but the big characters will, and I think the trend will continue.
0: And you're specifically talking about 2020 uh, X-Men Metal Universe cards, where all 200 base cards are PMGs, 1 to 10 in green, 11 to 100 in the red. Um, But per character, there's actually fewer of each PMG,
9: is what you're saying. Yeah, and we haven't seen PMGs, actual PMGs, since or 2018, X-Men. Right, so It's been a little bit of time. And I think that's smart because of the rumor that uh, Avengers Metal, not going to have them, which I hope so. I hope they continue to reel back the PMGs a little bit, focus on other subsets, and then that'll hold our value.
0: Yeah. So real quick, just uh, one comment because it answers Brian's question. There are three PSA 9 Miles. Which speaks highly because if, if one sold and it was not a pop two, but a pop three, it still helps your card if it's sold for 20,000. That's what you said. Or was it a PSA 8? You said
4: sold for 20. Might have been 8, I think.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, incredible. wow. Absolutely incredible. So, Merle, I want to go to you uh, with PMG. So, you were at the Dallas Card Show. Um, was the talk geared around PMG specifically? And with people who had not seen Marvel cards before, what was their initial reaction? You're muted, my friend. You're muted, bud. <laughs> can I unmute him? Let me see if I can unmute him. He's going. Where's he at? Got I got
6: it? him. Okay. You got it? Thanks. I talked too yeah. much.
0: <laughs> no, you're muted, my friend. I, I heard I every
6: minute I said, too. though. But um, if you saw the beginning of one of your videos, you just posted uh, from Dallas last week. I'm on the very beginning of it, and I guess – just to put that on there, because the reaction of my face alone and everything was just the, the honest answer was that it was just it was insane. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I felt like Dan and I were the belle of the balls there because we were the ones that had all the Marvel. And you can tell all the dealers were kind of regretting it. And mm-hmm. now probably when I go back to Dallas in March, there's probably going to be a lot of Marvel stuff. But they were everybody was coming up to me because Dan showed about an hour later or two later on mm-hmm. Thursday when we were doing the preview night, and a lot of it was mostly just dealers that night. If you've gone to Dallas to the Dallas show, Thursday's the, the preview, and it's just mostly dealers doing you know window shopping, and everybody's coming up to me, seeing my oddball stuff, and like, do you have any PMGs? And that was, you know, the question of the week. Do you have any PMGs? And I'm like, well, I have, you know, about a handful of them. But my buddy over here, he's got ton. He'll be here about an hour from now. And then they would come over and the eyes, I mean, they had saucer eyes. Everyone had saucer eyes. It was just like that was their quest. And nobody, I mean, I heard more do you have PMGs than you have, do you have John Morant? <laughs> Even though that was the number one sports guy was John Morant. That's just PMGs. dropping 50. What's
0: that? So He was dropping 50 while you were there.
6: Exactly. Well, you know what? Spidey, Spider-Man and the rest of the Marvel Avengers were dropping 50s this yeah. week. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, Dan had them all. You could just, it was like a museum. It was like people going to their favorite museum and seeing their favorite artist. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't take their eyes off of the prize. Awesome. They just loved wa- looking at them, putting their hands on them talking about them and that was you know, the funnest thing because if uh, dan and i's last show like two weeks ago there was a you know a viewer that just dropped in you know a troll that said you know these guys all they're going to do is just pump and dump these things they don't care about marvel and i'm like well no that's not the truth the truth is that we're telling you our own first-hand experiences and this is how what we're going to do as a dealer of course we have sports cards too but the thing is we love doing you know, selling Marvel and other stuff. And I mean, we're, we were buying it ourselves. And that's another thing too, is like Dan says, you know, built just like the quote from, and I think at Neo was on another night. And I said, you know, the quote from uh, field of dreams, build it and they will come Yeah. well as a dealer, the quote is display it and they will come. Mm-hmm. And people were coming with their PMGs and their other Marvel stuff and even star Wars. And I bought and traded a lot of great things. I bought even more uh, PMGs than I probably sold. So, <laughs> awesome. And I'm very happy about that because I don't get that in Los Angeles, believe it or not. I don't have people coming up to me with, they're usually bringing me a, a Tua or a Mike Trout PSA 9 card. And I don't even know about baseball. Yeah. So to have the PMGs and other Marvel stuff was just just pure happiness, pure joy, guys.
0: Awesome. So, Merle, uh, you were going to respond to something. I saw you there. Okay. No, no, no Merle. I mean, can't.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to say
11: one thing. The, the Kind of the way that I look at PMGs and the, the reason that I'm kind of thankful for them, more than the values, it shined a spotlight on Marvel.
10: Exactly.
11: It's, it finally got people's attention, 100%. and that's what's going to be the tip of the iceberg, not the PMG, but the PMG is going to bring the crowd to go, oh, there's more than PMG's? And then they start looking into the rest of it. And that's how you get a Marvel audience.
4: The rising tide raises yeah. all ships. And
11: if you also saw that... Hey,
3: real quick,
0: Merle. Real Sorry, quick, go I'm going to I'm get to Joshua. Okay, he ahead. had something he wanted to say.
6: Go ahead.
10: Well, what I was going to say is that's what's starting everything right now and the blow up right now is these PMGs and all that stuff are out there. But there's so many different cars out there. Me and Scandell went to lunch uh, on Friday and we were just like just talking about like his PMGs and what he was trying to get at. He was trying to get a PMG and stuff on the Facebook group and of Scarlet Witch or something like that. We were talking about that and everything. And uh, we were just talking about how prices of jambalayas and prices of any any insert that has any sort of known rarity is just like skyrocketed. Um, just the last two or three weeks it's happened. So yes, this PMGs are just the tip of the iceberg where everything else is going to be known what's going on it's like hey like my my local shop just real quick to 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 finish this off my local shop they're now asking me, hey, um, do you want to bring more Marvel cards in? I'm like, I already have a whole display. How many do you want? <laughs> oh, we were thinking about getting like two, two sets of displays for you. And I'm yeah, like, that's awesome, man. do you want me to bring more in? I can, you know? So people, and they're like, oh man, I'm thinking about just switching over to Marvel and all this stuff, just like Merle's saying. So it's, it's getting
0: going. That's awesome. So it's awesome. Swami, coming back to you. <clears throat> So again, I, I love the fact that you have a history in Pokemon because I'm really, I don't know if I should say this on air yet, but it's real. So I'll go ahead and say it. I'm really passionate about Marvel cards growing past Pokemon. And that's a big statement. And there, uh, there's a lot behind what I mean by that. I don't mean like globally as a value of a brand. But I mean, like when I go to a card show in Dallas, I should see more Marvel cards in Pokemon, in my opinion. <clears throat> that's just where I'm at. So I'm curious for you, as a as a previous or can, I guess you may still collect Pokemon. What's your thoughts on PMGs in the future of them?
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's funny how narratives get started. Um, you know, you, you saw a lot of old school Marvel guys. They're like, "Well, what about these? Like, why why isn't this the deal?" PMGs, they everybody can can get involved, right? They got the base silver. If you think about like 90s Impel, everybody knows those cards. And the Cosmic Spider-Man, you know, that in high grade will kind of be quote unquote investable if it it stays scarce, if it doesn't, if the pops just don't explode. But it's kind of like that, you know, the investable part of every hobby is like the top 1% to 5%. Not that things won't increase in value or you can't make money off of something, but if you go to any hobby, you know, uh, base set Charizard, right? It kind of, it kind of goes from fifty thousand in twenty sixteen, and and jumps up to three fifty in twenty twenty, and like the PMGs can kind of carry the the market cap for everything else, and kind of give it some weight, so that you know, if if base set first edition is a little out of your range, you can go to to eight sets later and be confident even if you're paying, you know, two $300 a card or whatever it is because it it, it just brings that that weight behind it. And mm-hmm. it just uh, – yeah, there's some great, great cards in Marvel. PMGs just it's, – it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, look at them. Yeah. Right. And you can have – you know, uh, I just look at Logan with Charizard and – there's scarce cards trophy cards there's cards that there's only two or three there's there's cards where they only printed 140. pokemon has those but no one knows about them because Mm. they're they're japanese you know event cards or something so only like serious you know doing pokemon when they get home from their nine to five like people everybody doesn't know about them but everybody knows you know impel spider-man they're these pmgs they'll easily know i mean just by looking at these things base set and uh yeah yeah it's just that's what i think
0: awesome awesome so neo you uh recently did a video about you know the danger of a pmg crash and which i think it's useful to uh you know for us to to be cautious and even contrarian at times to so people don't get overhyped and make poor financial decisions um and and i watched that video and loved it but i'm still curious your opinion of of what you think the the future of the quote to use the investment term since that word's been thrown out what's the market cap of pmgs
7: um i, I mean i think the floor is extremely high they're never going to go back to the days where you could get you know fleer ultra spider-man pmgs for mm-hmm. you know a 100 bucks 200 bucks or whatever or you know even a thousand dollars that's never going to happen but You know, when you look at, we've seen it happen with sports cards, comic books, and even Pokemon over the last two years, all these markets spiked. And PMGs are slightly unique because they're hard number, but even on the sports card side of things, there's a lot of rare stuff out there. Mm. All this stuff went to astronomical prices, and in most cases, almost all of it at least came down somewhat. I mean, none of it, some of the more base, like, you know, there's tons of stuff retraced all the way back to where it is. Some of the other more rare stuff did establish higher floors, but nothing goes up forever. So at some point in time, something is going to trigger some sort of pullback. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just very important for people not to over leverage and not go all in thinking like, because we saw this on the sports card side of things. Oh, this stuff's just going to keep going up. The next one sells. It's 2x the other one. I'm going to buy it now. And in two weeks, it's going to be double the price. And then all of a sudden, it's not anymore. And maybe, you know, like I said, it's not going to necessarily like crash, uh, you know, crash and burn. But I think there's still a lot of potential for people to get hurt if they're coming in at it with the wrong mindset or thinking they're just instantly going to make money by buying these things.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. No, I get it. I mean, nothing goes grows forever. Uh, every uh, every good gardener prunes his his flowers and bushes so they can grow more healthy. You don't want overgrowth. Right and it's just really hard at least for me from where I sit right now which is you know not the best perch in the world uh, to see like you know what where that growth potential is because of still how small the hobby is in a sense. you know it's it's still uh, still a growing hobby um
11: spidey when you prune your bushes on your pmgs let me know all right
0: you got it bud <laughs> hey, look but all right i'm going to i'm going to tell a quick story i came home after getting married and my wife had completely mowed down the roses like to the to the stump and i couldn't understand it but it's because they grow back bigger and better so everything needs to have a pruning that's healthy right and and that'll happen in anything that's got a market around it and certainly marvel cars does and one day that'll happen uh bill watch me up mid drink so you know i get this question all the time like what is the next png like that's when i say i get that question all the time I mean, I probably got it while we were sitting here in my DMs, you know, all the time. Um, and I'm not asking you to peg the next PMG, but I'm. What are what are some cars that you think that are getting overlooked that are still pretty
9: special?
8: Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so, uh, so uh, first, Dre, uh, his comment. If somebody could pull that up, <laughs> Dre is brilliant. I love him. Yeah. Um, but uh, Swami, coming from Pokemon, I actually had the. Uh, the benefit of being on a video uh, on a Pokemon channel that they were interested in Marvel cards recently. And I I started to talk to them about Marvel cards and everybody plugging their own stuff. Um, But they were mentioning some of the things that they don't even have in Pokemon that that are, you know, like they don't have numbered cards in Pokemon. Right, Swami? Um, Yeah,
1: nothing, no sketches.
8: You don't have sketch cards in Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't have printing plates in Pokemon. So these are a lot of things that I think as far as the cross collector, it's going to be attractive. There are um, some specific inserts uh, that are already like the tea leaves are there to be read specifically among Marvel card collectors. And actually, in in a video I released today, uh, I I mentioned some of them, you know, looking at recent sales. uh, 2016 Masterpieces base cards, tier four an out of 99 base card of Wolverine is it, going for a thousand dollars you obviously mentioned the royal foils Royal foils all the way across the board they go from 10 to what's the middle tier 25 25 99. to 99 um, uh, a miles out of 99 went for 1600 or something like that uh, and then X century. Very, very, very early in the year, Spider-Man X Century out of forty-two went for six thousand dollars, mm. and and so that that's an insert that these this new wave of investors don't even know about, and it's already at six thousand dollars for a card out of forty-two.
0: Mm. Wow! So Daniel Valor Comics, um, someone who's been in the hobby for about thirty days. Obviously PMGs have caught your attention what other cards have, have like grabbed you initially without you know anybody building any hype around it or telling you it's an XPMG, but what, if, what have you looked at and said, okay, well, that's that's really got my attention?
3: Uh, easily the Marvel Masterpiece series, just mm-hmm. as an appreciation for the art that are on those cards because they're on a whole nother level, specifically talking about the 2018. Like, I'm a huge fan of the 2018 Marvel mm-hmm. Masterpiece. And then whenever I started looking into that, I saw somebody on Instagram have posted the what if parallel to that set. And I had never seen that before. So somebody comes from a comic book background and I see this homage of art where it has the first appearance of the character with new artwork. I was just like, That's the coolest thing ever. And it was really it was the Green Goblin in that series specifically that just kind of kick started the whole momentum on my side. Where I start looking into it and I was like, Okay, well, I'm just Get this set, you know. No biggie. I'm just going to get the whole set of 2018 Marvel Masterpiece because it's nothing, right? Right. So then I start looking into it, and I have to research and find. Okay, well, you also have orange parallels and purple parallels, and understand what a parallel is to begin with, because from a comic book background, that's a different language. So I had to research and just really learn the language of cards, because it's not something you can just sit and watch a. a you can't watch a box break as a first-time viewer and understand everything that's going on. So when I started researching it and learning about Tier 1 and Tier 2 and Tier 3 and Tier 4, I was like, okay, well, I'll go try to get Tier 4s knocked out really quick. And I find out that I can't find Tier 4.
0: So so I'm going to stay with you, Daniel, because I think this is actually really useful uh, to the audience. Um, Where are you going for your research, and how are you getting that uh, validated?
3: I'm having the, the same way I would with comic books. You've got to start looking for your sold listings on eBay. So that's where you start seeing, okay, well, now I can go find data that has the most recent sale. Then I can start putting a numerical value to it and then starting using websites like Com C where you can see what's readily available versus what's sold and start comparing the two numbers to try to figure out what a fair estimate is.
0: Yeah. And so speaking of estimates, like uh, that's something that, it's getting more and more difficult because values are just changing so daggum rapidly. Uh, I literally watched someone buy uh, a numbered card and the next day, I I don't know because there was less of them on CompSea, they doubled the prices from what someone had bought it the day before. We're seeing auctions in seven days later after a a sale and it's nearly double. And, And that's really got me you know, you know, curious about some of these bigger cards and bigger sets and, and, and Brian, the amazing spider guy, I, I feel like uh, asking you what you think your cards are going to sell for is kind of like, you know, asking a, you know, the, the moderator or the, the announcer of a football game, who do you think is going to win before the game, you know, starts. So I don't want to do that, but, but I am pretty curious, uh, you know, what you guys think some of these values are specifically of larger sets. Uh, Norn and I helped curate a a full 2015 PMG set, and you're talking about all the reds, all the the blues, and all the greens, uh, not counting the golds. a uh, Full set, all graded, which is insane. Brian, you're shaking your head because you know you know what that job's like. <laughs> You know, what do you, what do you think something like that? If it was sold as, you know, one big lot, all the greens, all the blues, all the reds, what it would sell for. And we're going to work back around. Um, I'm going to go back to Billy first and get your thoughts and we'll work back around.
8: Yes, me? Yeah, bud. What, what I think a full set Did of you see? 2015 red, blue and green would or should sell for?
0: All right. Do you want to see a picture of it first real quick?
8: No, I, I, I've I seen it. It's burnt into my brain. Oh, it is? <laughs> it's absolutely there. Um, I mean, we're talking about minimum half a million dollars, right?
0: Yeah, that's
8: insane. Yeah, higher. <clears throat> and, I mean, and like I said, that's minimum. It could be a million.
4: I think your greens alone are worth that, personally.
8: Right. Definitely.
0: I mean that is just insane, guys. What about what about you, Neo? What do you think on something like that?
7: <laughs> is this going up for auction somewhere or no? Mm, not that I'm oh, not just Oh it was a, a,
0: it was a tagged place. on yeah, it was tagged on uh <laughs> on Instagram. And that, to me that's the you know, along with uh Brian's full set, but I don't wanna I don't wanna comment on his because his are going to auction. So I'm gonna comment on this one instead. <laughs>
7: You yeah, know, just, I just, I so, can... we recently had a red go for what? Uh, 70k? Or was that 2013, that red set that sold a couple weeks ago? The raw set? Yeah, the raw set. Yeah, yeah it was like 87 plus BP. Uh, I think around 600k, probably. 700. It depends on... Like we talk of PSA nines for key. I mean, you get into the weeds on like what are the yeah. key characters graded at and all right. that stuff. Right. But roughly I'd say probably half to three-quarters of a million. Goodness. Without knowing the grades. Just because a red set just sold for a hundred thousand by itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: So then you have the blues and the greens in there. So, you know, let's say the blues get you two hundred and fifty thousand. That's three hundred and fifty right there, just on the blues and the reds alone, and then whatever the greens would go for.
0: So for for me, there's there's got to be a way to figure out a multiplier, right? Like in some way. Um, I was thinking through this with my Spidey Gwens. I bought the red for around a thousand. I bought the blue for around two thousand, and I bought the green for around nine thousand. All within you know similar time frame. And so, if if reds go for what we say raw seventy seven. Thousand? is that we said so i don't know what what grade would be but then you might say it, it's this kind of a 5x multiplier once you get to the blues. so whatever the blues would sell for then you can almost 5x it and for just the greens alone you're in the millions if that number stays true so yeah and i see you shaking your head what are, what are your thoughts the it's interesting big. thing there is, is if oh, that went sorry.
7: up for auction Do you have enough people willing to spend that high of a price to run it up to a number that we think would be fair? You know what I mean? Like to say it's a million dollar set is cool and all. Is there two people out there that would want to drop a million on that set? And I'm not saying that there's not. I'm also not saying that there, there could be 20 people that would easily throw a million at that. But like your buyer pool is extremely small for something like that.
0: Yeah, well, they run so in Sketch so. Circle, not mine, so I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the crazy thing is, and and you know, uh, there were other comments about here on like uh, the market. Uh, you know, is the market being manipulated? Is this happening? And there's a lot of talk of trying to figure out where the prices are for these PMGs. And I think the craziest thing to understand is that this is a full set, right? Forty two cards, impossible it really is a very difficult thing to get put together i mean amazing spidey would know more being a hunter of a full set himself i've never had to do it i know a lot of people who who, who tried or wanted to halfway maybe kind of completed cards of metal would know this better than me too ian you know what i mean so you guys have really seen that hunt for the pmgs having them all graded out of 42 you would have to get like what 63 boxes i think it is i wrote it down earlier so i wouldn't look like an idiot um <laughs> like 63 boxes what they're going for now that's a that's a that's a really difficult thing to do and and I have been talking to you know a few bigger buyers people who have who can buy like 80 of me and it is interesting to see what that level of buyer does like neo says on a show right if they are looking to have the thing right it's like someone looking to buy art if they're trying to get the thing the thing is around this is around here you know what i mean that kind of full set, which is weird because Marvel card collectors have always been set collectors. I said this a lot because that's always been my experience um, from being in the hobby long enough and being previewed to have friends who have done this even longer than I have. So I'm interested to see how that works. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it hit the million mark. I really wouldn't. I'd, I'd be shocked because it would mean that the hobby got there and it's still right. growing, and that would be really great, because it, it would show that this hobby, what I've been saying for a long time with a lot of people who've been in this hobby for a long time, is that there's something really special here.
0: Yeah, And, and I'm going to
2: Good. I'm going to get to the rest of you. I'm going to make a statement, and then I'm going to toss it to Cards of Metal.
0: Um, I, think, I think Marvel Cards is headed to where one card sells for a million, personally. Um, that's just my own personal opinion. But, Ian, yeah. um, you know, Obviously, if I think one card will sell for over a million, then I think a full set of red, blues, and greens would do quite well. Um, as someone who's—I mean, dude—you've been in the game; you are the game in a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> your your opinion matters a great deal to me, so I'm curious where your thoughts are.
9: On, on the opinion of what?
0: On the on what a full set graded of 2015
9: POGs would sell for? Of 2015, we talking about the Reds?
0: Talking Reds, blues. The blues. And greens all together. And the
9: greens. Mm. Does that exist?
0: It does. We just showed a photo of it. You're paying attention.
6: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, you're sketching I helped curate that. a set of 15s. Of all, all of them. There 13s, are. I thought, aren't they? Of 15s. 15. 15. Full blue, full green, full red, one owner.
9: Oh wow. Okay. I thought those were I thought those were uh Marvel cards or uh, Spidey Guy, this amazing Spider Guy's uh full set. That's what I thought he, those were. I, I can't see did. very good.
0: Oh, he did wow. his on his own
9: okay. Yeah, there you go. Zoom in. Yeah, I, I thought Sorry. those were the seven <laughs> ten <set> Spider Man's.
2: <laughs> it's hard, but I didn't get a good photo, unfortunately. Uh Wolverine.
5: <laughs> there he is. Wow oh,
2: Wow.
0: And he's a he's a nine, if I remember correctly. Wow. That's amazing.
5: What's the blue Spidey?
0: I can't remember uh, offhand. That's I don't what
9: know you this being an offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yes.
9: that's amazing. You know, nowadays it's hard to say because of what they've been what they've been going for. But no, you're easily. I would say million plus. Right. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, the the green set is alone. I mean, the red set. We'll see what the. I mean, we've we've seen what that's been selling for, right? And then blue set. We don't know. Un, uncharted territory. Same thing with the greens. But I'm. I'm guessing in the mill plus. Yeah,
0: and so we've got people in the chat say ten million and two and a half
9: million. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I, I at this point I don't think so. I don't think ten million, but I mean, no, uh, I mean we're we're talking at least we're talking about seven figures. Yeah,
0: low seven oh, man. for sure. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, Brian, I have a lot of hope for uh, your sets full graded, and I think. You know, I think we've learned a little bit that where they're sold does matter because of the audience it, it attracts, mm. and e, you know, eBay has a, a massive audience, global audience, but it's not the only audience, and not everyone goes there to buy high end collectibles. Uh, so I think we're, I, I think I think you have them in the right spot, uh,
4: Brian. Your, yeah. yeah. Can I take the podium for a couple of seconds? And you got it, brother. Go um, yeah, About selling a whole set as opposed to selling. The individual pmg colored sets i was i was faced with that option is do i want to sell my red through green in one single lot um and when i at the time i had 37 of the purples do i lump that in as well do i send those out to so it w- after some discussion uh it was between me and uh mickey's precious gems at the time was no let's keep them as sets let's see where this goes because as those start to hit market and become the first dominoes to fall for 2017 FUSM PMGs, that'll start to set the tone, and then you can kind of place your chips accordingly. Um, So it was strategic. And coincidentally, the way they've come to market is not how I initially wanted or agreed to with Golden. Um, The red set was supposed to come out in the winter elite, and the blue set was supposed to come out in the one that's happening today. PSA likely just got flooded with stuff and the reds came back a little late. Uh, so we had to shift everything into what is happening now. And, and I'm okay with it. Um, I did have some speculative concern about the buyer pool. You know, if someone's wanting to buy up the reds, are they also looking at the blues? Um, but then I thought if anyone's spending near six figures on a lot of cards they're probably having enough to spend the same amount on this on another group of cards so i was less concerned but at least wanted to give it the option to split it if there were interested parties at one level as opposed to the other um so yeah i don't think the market's ready for a full spread of red blue and green (laughs) we're getting there and to address a comment from earlier i had read about manipulation i think it's less about manipulation and more about appealing to a different group of buyers those buyers are not us let's be honest as yeah. much as you might wish yeah. and i hate to speak for everybody in this group we're not spending 1.5 on us i mean gingy maybe you i don't know um but yeah <laughs> 1.5 on a set of cards uh i don't think we're we are not personally there yet and that's okay um yeah. i'm totally cool with collecting everything else that i love uh pmgs i jumped into because i love them that's how i got as far as i did and then again, when the market changed, I was like, uh, I still love them, but I'm also loving to sell them. So, well, <laughs> I got another question for you real quick and that
0: you're, you're, you have red and blue going up of 2017 Flare Ultra Spider-Man. Will they end at the same time or will they end at different times?
4: They are ending at the same time. Does that make you nervous? Wow. Uh, not really. Cause I know the people that are of the ilk to be buying, making these buys, probably have assistants on different computers making these. <laughs> so I'm, I'm less concerned about that um so i'm i'm hoping this sets a tone for the rest of the market we've seen what the raw reds did for 2013 um we've seen what some of the other single cards have been hitting at i'm i'm really curious to see where these go um if anyone has any speculation i'm happy to hear it. i've heard some outliers on where they put these sets and you know i'll just say it because it's kind of funny yeah Uh, and i fully don't anticipate them to hit this maybe not now as the first one maybe three or four sales in we'll see it but uh some guys are saying that the blue set's gonna sell for 400 and then the red's gonna be at like 190 to two i think that's a couple years away i don't think that's happening now but i'd be happy to be a part of the movement that gets
6: us there
0: yeah no, I hear you, and uh, I, I've actually heard similar. And oddly enough, not quite those numbers, but enough to make me go, "If that happens, buckle up," you know, kind of thing. But look, hey, everybody in the chats, and we're up to 109 viewers. I'm so stoked, guys! Marvel cards, baby! <laughs> right.
8: 13 so days, two hours, and one minute. In case anybody's curious, when curious that ends. of when that ends. <laughs> um, but we actually hey, can I add some of that real quick, Justin?
11: Yeah, go ahead. I think one of the advantages to doing what he's doing, selling it at the auction house is, remember, it doesn't just go, bam, shotgun end like eBay. Right. There's extended bidding if people want to keep going. That last bid hits, it extends another X amount of time, an X amount of time, and X amount of time, yeah. which is an advantage to putting these things as a seller into an auction house like that because you know it's not going to be just last second, boom, boom. It You have some extended period there. So, I, you, know, you know, I think Ken, that's a you're, big you're
0: on to something because... You know, I have to actually watch how much gas I put in my car. These people pump, you know, staring out into the sun, you know, they don't care. <laughs> they got plenty of money. So they can just bid to their heart's content. They're not worried about resources. And I'll just put it in the reds or I just put it in the blues or, you know, whatever. But uh, we actually have a real treat. Uh, so speaking of the owner of the full 2015 set, we've got Stephen with us. Hey, Stephen. Hey, guys. What's up, man?
12: Hey, hey guys. Happy, happy you Sunday. Heard
0: us, you heard us talking about your cards?
12: I heard bits and pieces of it while I was trying to figure out how to log on with you guys. <laughs> that song.
0: You got a, you got a picture of Michael Jordan behind you, don't you? Um, we're, here, we're here talking see. about Marvel cards.
12: Well, it depends on Sports who your favorite? Who, who your favorite character is. <laughs> no pun so intended. Me,
0: yeah. Tell us a little bit about this full set uh, that you posted on Instagram the other day
12: um I, I think it's a huge huge accomplishment you know it's interesting because my perspective is I look at everything um, in terms of the bigger picture versus individualized which is why I love seeing a complete set you know and mm-hmm. its presence and and what it means and you you get to really appreciate all the artwork um you know no matter who the character is um so to me um, looking at something like that, uh, and, and, and realizing how helpful you guys have been in the Marvel community for the short period of time that I've been in, um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody here um, in any way that you helped contribute um, in, in helping me. Being able to assemble this is, is a tremendous accomplishment, and it feels great. So thank you, guys.
0: Yeah. Now, you're not looking to sell that set anytime soon, are you?
12: No. It took too much work to put it together. <laughs> Do you <laughs> well, have a... Hey, do
0: you have you a never thought on, know you have a thought on Brian's set that's going to be ended in an auction.
12: Brian that's an incredible set I mean you 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 really inspired me to 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 do that um with with the set that we put together and it takes that now I understand what you went through to, to accomplish that it's it's hard to see that go up <laughs>
4: we we have a, we have a term for you it's called a one upper
12: <laughs> <laughs> I had one of them nah. of, <laughs> when I was growing up we're all equal it's not yeah. about that it's you know it's just about helping and educating people and you know like it's funny because like everybody's like talking you guys I heard you guys talking a little bit about like PMGs and you know the market as a whole you know I, I see it really the same truthfully for for everything I'm sitting here at my desk I don't know if you guys can see but there's these were the cards that you guys were talking about a little bit ago mm-hmm. right yeah. um these hollow foil cards so I, I've been I've been taking a little stab at that. Let's just say that. But um, I, I like the artwork on those as well. I think that there's anything that has that shiny, unique mm-hmm. look and feel to it and touch to it um, that sparkles. Um, I think it doesn't matter who you are; it's going to catch your attention. So, Steve, if I can just ahead. stay
0: with you for a moment, you know, something caught your eye. Something something shiny obviously said, okay, there's this thing over here called Marvel cards. I think I'm going to spend an enormous amount of money in it. Like what, right. W- w- give me a little bit of uh, that journey or that story, that, that moment in time when that happened for you.
12: So it's really interesting, you know, I'm not truthfully the biggest Marvel fan. Um, although, you know, who isn't a Marvel fan? Um, but what's really interesting to me is um, I have a, a 13 year old, and an 18 year old boy and a girl right in the middle. And one night, um, you know, I'm a big sports person as you guys know, and, and I've been, you know, ahead of the game there a little bit and, and always seeing transitions and different in different categories and different businesses and everything that I do. Um, and I, I saw this card, it was like a Captain America card. And I think at the time it was like sitting on eBay and I called, it was like 11 o'clock at night and I'm sitting in bed. And I'm like, hey, kids, come here for a second. I'll ask you something because they're huge, huge Marvel collectors and um, fans. And I said, hey, what do you think of this? And and my youngest was like, dad, that's the coolest card I've ever seen. And he's like, could you buy that for me? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> and so for me, um, you know, he's not really – he really wasn't as passionate about sports cards. And for me, that was like, you know, how much could I pay for that to, to see a kid – be passionate about something doesn't matter what category what sport something that they felt good about that they needed to own Mm -hmm. and so once I saw that I was like a light bulb went off in my head and I was like this is incredible like I could connect with my kids about something that they're passionate about and it's hard numbered and it's a beautiful looking card and it's something that they're going to cherish forever I'm like that's priceless and Mm -hmm. so that kind of opened up all of the the the, the marble space to me and you know trying to understand you know how come i didn't know this existed before
0: mm-hmm. no that's awesome no thank you for sharing that i think um the, the mass appeal is there uh it hasn't happened yet um uh, people have heard me say this you know you can't you can't go to the walmart checkout line and get a marvel card you can get a Pokemon right. card, a YuGo card a magic card a sports card but not a marvel card and it's just, it's it, honestly, it's actually hard for me to even fathom what this hobby looks like once that happens, or how big it is once that happens. It's just because it's already. I
4: mean,
0: hold I mean, on, Stephen. hold on one second, but sorry. So it's just really hard to 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 really envision how many people would are going to join, you know, collecting Marvel cards and what that's going to do for the prices of some of these cards, and if there's even going to be enough. And so. I'll come back to you, Stephen. So it, with that reality as a possibility, do you think, it, number one, do you think it's going to happen? And if so, like, what what is it going to end up looking like?
12: I think naturally it's happening right now. I think a lot of the things that you guys are discussing in terms of seeing these big jumps and spikes in the market, I mean, from a, from a high level, if you really think about it, you know, I love Zion Williamson as an example, who's a basketball player and Panini's printed, you know, 500,000 Zion base cards and only a certain amount of numbered cards, you know, from, you know, call it a hundred, serial number to 199 and down. Um, the lower you go down the chain, the more desirable they are. Um, so there's, there's a lot of like relevance to saying, hey, I can own a card that I know how much supply is there and Um, You have the color coordination. It's not like you have 78 different versions here. It's like pretty simple. It's blue, you know, green, uh, you know, uh, red or gold in in those instances or or bronze. Um, And and you just got to look at the whole picture um, and say, hey, you know, Marvel's producing so many new movies, so many new shows. Um, There's no no injury risk of a player getting hurt. You know when when it comes to this category this is a category that's been around forever it's pop culture you know how many more people could actually relate to this over sports or you know tom brady just lost a massive game and you know people are like oh it's the end of the world he's the goat that's established spider-man's the goat you know captain america's the goat like you know guys this is like a much smarter investment than a lot of other things that people are investing money in
0: Mm. Goodness. It's hard to think about Marvel cards a, as an investment. And, and so I want to toss this over to, to Gingy, Gingy, you, your channel is uh, Gingy man cards. Uh, as, what is it? Something in investments collecting and investing, right? So you've been, you've been using that language you know, for a while now. Uh, do you see your audience engaging with you with Marvel cards and viewing them as an asset, as an investment?
5: hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, when I started creating content almost, uh, you know, a year ago now, um, it was very much a you know, sketch. You'll, you'll probably agree with me. Uh, I was probably frowned upon by many. <laughs> and, um, you know, slowly over the past kind of three, four months, people have really started thinking, OK, this makes complete sense. Like Ginger Man might be. I'm not saying I'm right. But definitely not far from it. <laughs> But he might be, you know, what he's saying might be correct. These cards actually could, could uh, go the whole hog and it could actually be an asset. Again, Stephen said it so well. Like, And I use my son all the time as an example. He knows every single character of the Avengers. He's five. And, and many, many more. <laughs> when we think about, you know, the hobby and the cycles and the whole shebang, it just makes complete sense and again i I don't know how we've not come to this uh years sooner but here we are right
0: yeah we need to do kind of a a, you know this look back of how did marvel stay hidden for so long yeah and and explain you know how it was even possible that we wake up at 2022 and marvel the brand and the property is so large but yet the marvel card is still uh you know rather small i mean i got a i got a message today from a somewhat local comic book shop that just now became an upper deck distributor for Marvel cards. They have Pokemon, they have sports, they have star Wars. And they're like, and we just now got Mar- Marvel cards, which is kind of crazy when you think about uh, the, 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 the brand of popularity, so to speak. So um, honestly, guys, like that really wraps up the series of questions I have. I know we have a ton of people still in the chats. I'd love to, to get to some of those questions. And then were there any like, Let me do this. Any other thoughts that you wanted to leave with uh, with us? And let's start with Swami.
1: Yeah, uh, it's pretty exciting with Marvel. You know, you saw in Pokemon, like the 20 year rule where where kids when they're when they're five to 10, 20 years later, they got their own money. They can kind of spend their own way. That happened with Pokemon. If you think about Marvel crushing over the last 15 years, they just have ruled the world. They're all over the place. Uh, But I wanted to just reiterate like the first thing Neo said about uh, I don't know where they're at right now with prices. Like prices could come down. Everything has. Everything's kind of gone through a cycle. And I was just thinking, you know, we were talking about those full sets. That's big dog money, right? Like that's that's a different buyer when you compare like if you're going to – buy pngs today maybe you pick one up um the i saw the vision 2015 i saw the green on there and i was thinking i missed out on the gold i was uh trying to bid on that gold that went to like 1300 or something or maybe i went to 1300 (laughs) but it's like i don't even know where that would be today right if you had the right buyers looking at it so but it's 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 definitely ramped up and we saw sports ramp up we we've seen it in marvel already with the 90s they kind of ramped up and pulled back um pokemon so just just a little reminder like there's one thing it, we're talking about like big dog just speculating wonder where this could end up cuz i would be excited if i've watched charizard go from 50 to 350 over the last 5 years it'd be cool if Spider-Man went from two to over 350. Over Charizard at less than one and a half. Like that would be that'd be wild. But yeah, that's all. Swami,
0: Swami, uh, you you bring up an interesting point, and that I've thought about quite a bit is, you know, we've seen a hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars sell of a single Spider-Man card. We haven't even seen the best cards go up uh-huh. in auction recently. And it's, it's, you know, interesting to, to, to speculate, right, on what that might would end at and, and, and what somebody would ultimately be willing to pay for, you know, really special, you know, green PMG 2013 Spider-Man or, or even the 15 and the, the 17, so to speak, or, or the gold one of one, right, would be would be another one that would be pretty special. So uh, I, think, I think you're going to see a Marvel card top Charizard sooner rather than later, in my opinion. It's just the the, trend, the trends are there. Um, Neo, do you have any kind of uh, parting thoughts for yourself?
7: Uh, I'll circle back on something chat was talking about earlier about the, the market manipulation angle. And I think there's, is there market manipulation going on? I think there's two different types to consider. There's like the whole shill bidding fake sale thing. And I actually don't think that probably happens all that much. It, more shill bidding than just straight fake sales. I think where market manipulation happens, and it happens constantly, is, I mean, technically, every person sitting on the screen right now, we're literally manipulating the market every time we speak about this stuff. Every video that we make, every IG post that we make, every IG post. I mean, none of us are Steve Aoki, but it doesn't matter. You know, (laughs) someone with a small, especially in a market this small. You know, there's not a lot of population counts or numbered cards or whatever you want to talk about. The inventory is not large. It does not take much to swing a market when the inventory is that small.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
7: think that's the type of market manipulation that you see. And it's not necessarily overt. We're not overtly doing it. I mean, sure, maybe some people are, but, you know, so is there market manipulation happening? 100%, but I think it's more that style of market manipulation than someone going out and making a fake sale of a $150,000 card. I think it's mm-hmm. more about, look what I just bought or look what I'm buying than it is the, the fake sale stuff when it comes to market manipulation stuff.
0: Good point. Good point. Uh, Joshua Madness, you got any parting thoughts? You like when I call you Joshua Madness? Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I was just trying to <laughs> unmute myself.
10: <laughs> no, um, I would say just keep watching uh, Cards of Metal and watch me open and Marvel Guy 239. Like, it's all, all for me. I mean, there's a lot of cool cards out there. Cor- correct. But what are we trying to do? We're trying to bring more people in. So those who miss the boat on a lot of stuff, I think we just need to keep doing the box breaks for our, we're doing. I, I have a, I have a lot of stuff that I still need to open. Like I got a lot of the sealed product and all that stuff. So I'll be ABR all the way, you know. And <laughs> I my next my next uh, video that I'm preparing, it's it's just going to basically break down the set. Just talk about the set and just why I love the set and it's a very special set to me. So it's going to be awesome. And that's that's really where it's all about. I mean I
0: love it. We we need we need our content creators to continue to educate and content create and share our passion and joy for Marvel cards. And we actually need more com- content creators, in my opinion. Not other, you guys are not all great, but at the rate that the hobby's gonna grow, I think it's gonna hey, be a we're lead. on
10: the we're on the bottom floor right now, guys. Yeah. So so I mean, just all of us are gonna be like, Whoa, this guy's been from the beginning, you know, and all that. So <laughs> right. it's gonna
6: be cool.
0: All right, Joshua. Thank you, man. I'm gonna bring more on uh Merle do you have any parting thoughts you're muted my friend oh, I'll mute you.
6: buy yeah. a lot of Marvel it's still early guys <laughs> oh, I was also going to ask you all I had just got these recently back from PSA and I still don't know much about them so if you all you know on another show can tell me more about these cards I think they're for me packs but I got PSA 9s on them so I'm very happy about it
0: yeah I mean because you...
6: they're die cuts and everything I didn't think I would get that good of grade
0: Oh, that's awesome. Nice. You bring up a point about uh, graded cards. Uh, so much of Marvel isn't graded. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the comments I got recently that really opened my eyes was this uh, someone coming from the sports card hobby saying what they've been most uh, surprised by is how few Marvel cards are graded. And it had me look at my own personal collection. And I'm like, you know what? 95% of my collection's not graded. It's raw. Mm-hmm. And that's how most Marvel card collections sit. You know, We There's some a few exceptions, obviously, but uh, that tells people coming from the outside who have been in, you know, the game of trading cards that this is still in its infancy because so few of it is even greater. Cause we don't really even talk about pop. We talk about how rare the card is, you know, it, we're not even at pop reports yet. So pretty cool. Merle. Thank you, man. Appreciate it so much. Pleasure. Hey, so Kent, what about you, bud? You got any, uh
11: well, it's funny. So a couple of things. So one, one of the things that Josh just said is a discussion that I had today at this card show was about content creators. And um, if you go look up sports cards, you find a million YouTubers on sports cards and on Pokemon cards. They're everywhere. But you go try and look up Marvel cards. You find 10, 12, 15 people max, and you're absolutely right. We need more because, and, and I understand that it's, what neo saying it is so you know in maybe inadvertently on our part market manipulation but at the same time it's enthusiasm for something that we care about and we're trying to bring um, education to people about hey you know there's more to this than pmgs and then once we get more people involved in the hobby that's what really expands it to hey, upper deck. You know, maybe let tops make a few cards, let you know, <laughs> some other people to so get more sets out there and get more product because they're definitely the demand. I mean, there's demand now, but there's massive demand coming, mm-hmm. and and I think you know. And, and the other dis- the other discussion that I had today with all these sports guys was about numbered cards, and that's one of the things that you know, Pokemon stuff just. I, you know, I spent a thousand bucks recently on Pokemon stuff just to open it, do research, see what I could get. And I got two of the most popular cards in two of the sets that I pulled. And they're the only cards that had any significant value. And there, and that value was around $250 wow. versus, you know, the sports cards, there's so many of them. And I said, you know, how many of those cards are there? And then how many of this, you know, numbered to 50 card are there? That's just and you're right. And I had I had three slabs in my case, three. That's it, because I you know was saying to these people, there's really not this huge need for us to grade them yet. That's coming, but it, it's not a it's not a you must grade your card to to get it sold or to get a good you know price or value on something if you wanted to sell it because the rarity is is just built in.
0: Yeah, and kid, you bring up a great point with product availability. That's my biggest concern about the growth and the future of this hobby is cards is the oxygen that we breathe on, right? That you know, and if right. we if we get cut off on having product available, it's going to prevent the hobby from being able to grow. At the it at makes the me
11: really coffee. want to rip that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Even> though it's <laughs> But I'm not yet. Dollar. Yeah, yeah right. awesome. So, um, yeah, ABR, but I'd always be ripping, right? So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, uh, Bill. Uh, parting thoughts from you, my friend. You look good, by the way. Hold on. I just got to do this real quick, man. I don't know if you got a haircut, what you did in the background, <laughs> but it is, it is
8: straight working. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I, I think I think we have a pretty cool thing going on right here. And I don't just mean this video or, or this little community. I mean, Marvel cards in general. It, it, it's it's a very cool thing that, that that we get to be a part of and we get to uh, enjoy. Um and, and, and I think it's important to kind of abide by the title of Gingy Man's uh, YouTube page, right? It's it's Marvel Cards Collecting and Investing. It's not Marvel Cards Collecting or Investing. It's Marvel Cards Collecting and Investing. And I feel like the the, the people that are going to really make up this community and, and, and help it grow are the ones that participate in both. are the ones that have passion about the characters and the ones that understand that there is a financial aspect to it that you need to... You need to feed the beast you need to sell some things in order to stay in the game because like we've said all night you know nobody on this call has has the unlimited resources um and you, you could see how how important collecting is to some people even people that have in, in, invested time and and resources uh you know you look at steven who you asked him straight up you said you're moving that and he said nope <laughs> you know when when like when like most of us are probably, if we had it, we'd be like, yep, yeah, we're moving it. Right. You know. Um, and so that's really cool to, because th- that's the collecting side of it, right? That's the appreciation, the passion. The, it's the type of attitude that's going to uh, support this hobby long-term. Man, so
0: eloquent. That was awesome, dude. Thank you. I'm going uh, to kick it over to Steven. Steven, you, you jumped on late, uh, but you brought a lot of value. Any parting thoughts for you?
12: I think that... Every, I mean, you, you guys use a word um, that that's you know commonly used in terms of you're saying you know market manipulation. There's no market in this world that's not manipulated. I don't care what industry you're in, what category you're on. Let's just call it what it is. Um, and there's a big difference between manipulation and and um, and being able to inform people in the process of something that they may have not been aware of prior. Um, And that's called education. Um, By you seeing and posting the content that you're posting at the end of the day, it may take just one post for me to look at something and be like, hey, that is super cool. I didn't know that realized that, that that existed. I didn't know that that was something that I can actually go out and buy. Even if it's one card, one character, that's how you start building a set. At the end of the day, you start with one, you pick up another one. There's value in all of it. At the end of the day, you know, as long as Disney and pop culture is there, and you're buying cards that are limited supply, um, that have nice artwork or have some sort of a story behind it, I think this is just the beginning. I think you're going to see multi-million dollar sales very soon in this category. It, it has to. You're having it in comics. Um, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody, and I'll leave you off with this. You know, somebody said to me, you know, I love comic books because, you know, there's, there's established values there. And I said to them, what when you get a comic book graded, what do you see? The front and the back. You're not looking. You can't read the book. It's hmm. graded. That's the whole point of grading it. And, and the, that's beautiful. But really, all you're getting is the artwork on the front cover and, and, the, and the context in the back. And so when you can have a card that's that's portable and tangible... And something that you know you don't have to take boxes and lug around and fill up your whole trunk with, um, and you can easily tell a story. There's a lot of value in that, especially with with this character, with, with these characters and the new characters that are coming out. And you know, it's a good point you mentioned. You know, a lot of the sets have different years. Uh, you know, Miles Morales clearly. Brian was talking about in in the in the 2017 set. I think that that's going to be massive. Um, and you know, if you look back in five years from now, we're going to be like each one of these characters had developed into something that means something to somebody today. So it's generational. Start with one card, build your collection. Everything's achievable. You know, Brian's a great example of showing that, um, I, I mimicked and, uh, it, it's just one card at a time. Marvel cards, baby. Let's
0: oh, go. The, oh, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I <laughs> Marvel cards, baby. Love it. Thank you, Stephen. That, that was awesome. So, Brian, uh, you win the background uh, contest today. You didn't know that there was <laughs> one, but uh, you brought the light show. I love it. I, I felt bad even taking you out of the stream a few times. You should have but... a
11: silver surfer in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, that's I'll That's send really you one. awesome.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
12: You're yeah. Right, but...
0: But uh, yeah, man, toss up your uh, your your closing thoughts for so.
4: us. Uh, did do we have enough time? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we do. Gosh, I, I have I have to like go on a quick uh, tangent on on the metal series retro 1315 and then 2017. Obviously, we've got Spider-Man coming out. We've we've had X-Men, which to some was less than had met their expectations. Um and I'm lo- I'm looking at these three years of of PMGs and I'm thinking, wow, th- these these are kind of ushering in where we're at today, right? That's the foundation. Like you see it in the comments. I've been getting messages like, wow, you guys are just talking about PMGs today, huh? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I have to I have to give my my not so impartial battle cry for 2017. Uh, it's the thicker card stock, the shiniest of shiny cards um it's a real premium product and because i'm only a spider-man collector for the most part that's the only metal set i got into i don't have any of the other stuff uh even a onesie twosies um and i i got into it because it took me right back to 95 that nostalgia hit right um there's a lot of research surrounding what nostalgia does to people especially in time of crisis and that happened to every one of us uh in this in this chat for the last year and a half, two years, as this boom, we all got drawn into this uh, nostalgia. And uh, 2017 FUSM did that for me. And then the PMGs were the shiny part that really uh, uh, took, took all my money. Um, <laughs> but I want to touch on uh, grading as well. I learned recently that there's only 15 Gem Mint 10s from PSA in that set across all like 900 or was it 700 submissions. I forget how many PMGs are on that on PSA's pop report, but there's only 15 tens, which I think is absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, and so I think we're going to see 2017 as being kind of the exit year of PMGs being what they are. I feel like what X Men did, it, it took it down a couple of notches. And I know we there's a lot of interest in Spider Man and, and, and Spidey Jew. I know you've got a lot riding on that too. I'm excited <laughs> to see what the product. Uh, brings, but I'm I'm hoping it's better than X Men uh, and might keep this this thing going in, in a lot of ways. But I also feel like 13, 15, and 17 are really going to be held in such high regard that those are going to be the three years of PMGs where people are going to remember that forever.
7: There we go.
0: Yeah, yeah Brian, I'm with you. Uh, it's going to mark an era, 13 to 17, and I actually think, and Sketchcard knows I've been saying this uh, privately. 17 uh, is passing 15, period. End of discussion. It's passing 15. It's going to be the, the more special set. And from a, a you know, 2013 retro, 2015 retro too. You, you just hits galore. But there's a ton of good sets in 17 as well. Uh, it's been been a bit overlooked, but, but I agree. So Ian, Cards of Metal, or the breaker of Marvel cards, as I've been calling you. You didn't know that, but I've actually been calling you that. And uh, what are your what are your parting thoughts?
9: Well, uh, don't let FOMO hit you. I think a lot of people are worried about 13s, 15s, 17s, 18s, PMGs missing the boat. There's a lot of other cards. These things are they're way up here right now. Oh, hand here, way up here, right? <laughs> yeah. Those cards are just as valuable down here. You guys can get into. You just got to think about it. You know, don't go collecting because everybody else says, oh, the PMGs are where it's at. You need to get PMGs. You know, there's there's other cars to collect. Collect what you like, right? I put the hashtag in everything that, that, that I do. Mm-hmm. It's because of that. There's other sets that are going to come. There's sets that are coming out now. There's sets that are going to be coming out new that are going to be just, just as special. So go after those. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying. Love that, man. Thank you for
0: that. Ginger Man, what you got? Are you frozen? He frozen.
2: He froze on <laughs> a good face, though. Got to give him that. Yeah, he did. You I mean, he nailed it. Normally, it's a much <laughs> worse like, face. I'm going to freeze. Gonna I'm going to freeze. freeze. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Have what you got?
2: What I couldn't say anything else. Honestly, everyone summed it up so well. I'm so glad to be amongst you all and making friends with you all. I mean, I've been doing this for, like Justin said, 10 plus years. Cars of Metal, Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, there's people in here far far wiser than i am and and knew what they were doing before i even got here but i will say this to everyone out there there are going to be cars that are going to meet some pretty high ceilings and you're going to see you're going to see a big growth in the hobby and i think we still have plenty of room to grow and and that's not speculation that's just seeing the data Uh, and we've all talked about this in some way again i'm going to echo what cars of metal said no FOMO there is more than enough great Marvel cards out there I've I've only been collecting surfer but I can't tell you I'm always tempted by every insert every set and it's all great and I, I hope all of you are going to have a great time and I think it's going to be a blast
0: lovely man love it Gingerman cards you froze beautifully
5: by the way I don't know how you did that uh
0: rarely happens but now you're back uh any parting thoughts for you
5: yeah, man, um am just extremely uh, blessed and excited to be part of all this kind of uh, this community. Um, I think the only thing I want to say is be nice yeah. to each other. There's going to be a lot of new collectors coming. Uh, I know there's a lot of OGs out there, not too happy. And um, that's a shame, but this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. Um, so let's do it together. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just enjoy the hobby. Like, I'm really excited for the future. Plenty more content to come, and uh, yeah, pleasure seeing you all today.
0: Awesome. Uh, first of all, let me just say it's an honor to be with each and every one of you in this. Just, I can't help but be a little bit reminiscent of January last year, desperate for Marvel Card content, and all I can find is Neo and Swaggle House. <laughs> That's it. A few videos. And uh, I made this video about this struggle of changing my channel to a Marvel Card channel. And, uh, you know, I I even want to get emotional just seeing the growth of the hobby, seeing you guys here and the excitement and where Marvel Cards has gone in just a year. Seeing, uh, you know, that we have 93 plus 100 viewers on, which is, I know that's small to a lot of people, but for me, that's a big deal. And I didn't get to read all the chats, but it looks like it's been very active and engaging. So a couple of different things I would want to say. You don't have to own a single Marvel card to enjoy this community, to be a part of it, to give to it, to contribute to it, to make content around it. The cards are the bonus The cards, the benefit, right? So don't hurt yourself. Be responsible. What do we say? Collect responsibly, right? You know, EPAC responsibly. I learned that one the hard way. That's another story. <laughs> another video for another day. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not alone, but um, yeah, look, um, you know, be wise, have a good group around you. Don't have a bunch of people just giving you what you want to hear. It's okay to have some people at, uh, in your group that doesn't always agree with you make space for them, uh, which is important. Uh, a word that's really important for me is grace. Let's have grace for one another in this hobby as we continue to grow. Uh, they'll be growing pains together, which is awesome, because that means we're doing it together, right? And, uh, you know, look, I'm like Gingy, Marvel Cards, baby, right? And uh, also, have a marvelous
5: day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Marvel yeah. Cards, baby.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it
9: the accent. I appreciate every one of you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank, Thank. you. Yep.
12: Thank you guys. Moon night. We'll Later everybody.
8: <laughs> that's <right. laughs>
9: yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs>